You're listening to WPAI, a podcast about the advancements of AI within WordPress. My name is Moritz Bappert, and I've been building custom WordPress websites for the past 10 years. I'm passionate about product development and excited about the inspiring people I will be interviewing. Join me on my quest to gain a holistic understanding of all the AI developments within the WordPress space. Welcome back. Today I'm interviewing James LePage from New York City. He's building an AI startup that is helping WordPress developers write their code. It's called CodeWP. We are mainly speaking about his process of building their own AI tool and the challenges they encountered. James also tells us how he perceived the progress with AI models over the past five years. It was really interesting to talk with someone as actively involved as James in building an AI product. And I'm sure you'll enjoy this conversation. Hi, James. Welcome to the WPAI podcast. I'm happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk about what we're working on. Yeah, I'm excited too. I want to talk with you more about the solution that you are currently building, which is called CodeWP, which helps WordPress developers to generate code and support them writing WordPress plugins, WordPress websites, anything like that. Yeah, maybe tell us a little more about CodeWP. What is it exactly? Yeah. So CodeWP right now is an AI code generation tool specifically for WordPress creators. And it was created because I've been in Upton WordPress for years and years and years at this point. And I've also been super interested in AI when AI even came out. So in 2017, there is a really breakthrough research paper discussing how AI worked. And ever since then, I was really interested in that industry as well. So working in WordPress, there's a lot of code that needs to be written in terms of custom plugins, in terms of code snippets, specifically for me ran an agency and we built a lot of WooCommerce websites and these sites needed snippets all the time. And it was match made in heaven when I started applying AI to my personal workflow. And this was pre-ChatGPT in the sense that I was using the generative AI to modify existing snippets to work for specific use cases in client projects. And that was going really well. I have a Facebook group called ISO group where I kind of share things that I work on. I shared that with that group of a bunch of WordPress creators, and they really found it interesting and wanted to learn more. At this point, it was all kind of just hitting an API endpoint and kind of a bunch of code and stuff like that. It was a bit difficult for people to use. So fast forward, I started building a kind of visual interface to interact with this AI. And over the months and months since that day in around November of 2022, we've continued iterating on the project really formalizing a company around it and also starting to work on a complete rebuild with a bunch of new really cool features specifically for WordPress. So that's the high level and we can definitely get into a bunch of different aspects of kind of my background and how the tool works and what it does now and what it will do in the future. But that's a good high level overview of CodeWP. Cool. And that yeah. AI that you were using from early on, yeah. what was that? Was it by OpenAI or yeah. what kind of solution did you use there? Yeah. The first AI LLM model that I really used was GPT-2. And GPT-2 was kind of a precursor to the AI that we see today. It could create human-like writing decently well. You could tell that it was an AI. 
it could also create code decently well, but you would need to be a, a developer to really find the errors in it and implement it properly. But that was the first AI I used. And it was also open source, which was nice because it allowed you to see how things work. When I started using AI in my daily workflow, it was the GPT-3 model, which was the iteration that OpenAI made and really the first model that became mainstream and known to the public because it was so good at creating content and code, but primarily content. People used it a lot for content and it became very popular because of that. So that was the model I was using in the beginning because it was very accessible to me as a developer. It was an API, but the API was very easy to use. It was also really easy to do specific things with. So in terms of WordPress, that model didn't have a lot of WordPress specific information. And what I had was a lot of WordPress specific code. So for the model, I fine tuned it, which essentially means I taught the model more about WordPress. So it would be more accurate to that using the API. And I was able to kind of use that in my personal workflow just to make things quicker. I also gave it to the developers at the agency. At the time, this was an agency with five developers. We'd been operating for four years. It's called Isotropic. So I gave it to the developers and we just all messed around with it. Saw how we could improve our workflow. So GPT-3 was really the first one that was really good enough in terms of the output to use in a production type environment. We used GPT-2 in the past. I also experimented in the past and even now a lot with open source AI to see if we can push things more towards the open source realm, but also finding ways to create a more WordPress specific model. So I've experimented with a lot of different AI. So far, the open AI models are simply the best models out there for most situations. In some situations, there are better tools for the trade, but OpenAI really has been from the start the leading company in terms of AI that's easy to use in production. So that was really the start. And it's still the main tool that pretty much everybody uses today. Yeah, I've used it myself quite a bit because I'm a developer as well. I have my own agency since like seven years. So we have some yeah. similar history. But what differentiates CodeWP from ChatGPT? Is it that you really fine-tuned the model or what's the main difference? Yeah, we get these questions a lot and I'll give you two answers. The first answer is the platform that we have now as of the recording of this podcast. And the second answer will be the platform that we're launching in August. So quickly in terms of the timeline, we launched CodeWP, the, the kind of visual interface to it in November. And this was free and it was built for people to test. I believe in December or early January, 2023, we commercialized it and made it into a platform. And then we did some major upgrades over the months up until now, which is July. All of that went into kind of figuring out how WordPress people would use an AI model. To answer the question for the current platform, The differentiator here is we're using a lot of open AI models, but we're using number one fine-tuned models, and we're also providing verified context to these models. So that when you use AI, there are two different primary things that you can do to get a really accurate generation if the model isn't a domain expert. So first off, the open AI models aren't really domain experts on WordPress and PHP. 
which is the main usage of CodeWP. And the reason behind this is because the training data that these models are trained on or taught about is very biased towards Python code and JavaScript code. And that's just because they're the most popular languages today in the general developer sphere. And there's a lot of really high quality data to be had for these different languages. So when the models are trained, they're trained off of these languages, plus some PHP from Stack Overflow, plus some PHP from GitHub. But the primary training is really on different languages. And this isn't necessarily bad because if the model has an understanding of PHP, it can fill in the blank using the logic that it's learned from other programming languages to create good code, but it's not a domain expert. And by domain expert, I mean, if we were to take a model and give it only PHP and only WordPress and only plugin documentation and only these various kind of tickets from GitHub, that would make it a domain expert. But right now, it's not that much of a domain expert. So this is the model that you see in ChatGPT, and this is the model that you see in the general APIs that you can access. And it works well, but it doesn't work 100% of the time and it doesn't work perfectly. Hmm. So if I'm trying to create a snippet for WordPress and ChatGPT, it might look really good and it might initially on the surface look like it'll work, but I go and install it in the website and I get a fatal error. And that's because it's made up this, made up this code or made up this function hmm. or this action or something in the ecosystem that it thinks is right because of its logic and reasoning, but it's not right. So that's what we initially set out to do with the initial version of the platform. How can we make something, number one, specifically for WordPress, because that's what I've been in for eight years. And number two, how can we make it better than OpenAI with their $10 billion investment? And the way we did it is we used context and fine-tuning. So fine-tuning the existing original GPT-3 model with the WordPress code from my previous agency that we had built over the years, we knew it worked very well. And we pushed that into the existing model, fine-tuning it for specific plugins like WooCommerce and I believe Gravity Forms and ACF and stuff like that. And that fine-tuning gave it the knowledge it needed to be a lot more accurate, a lot quicker, and a lot better for WordPress specific use. So that was the first foray into creating something specific for WordPress. The second thing was providing context. So you can think of this, if you're using ChatGPT and you provide it an example that you know works, that's good context because that model can then look at this previous context and go, oh, I know this works. I know this structure is good. I know all of the code in here, all of the functions are real and they can take all of this and use it to base their modifications and other things off of it. So what we did in the background was collected a lot of code that we knew worked. And then when a user created a prompt, we found code related to that prompt and injected it into our system. So that combination of both different things on the current platform, plus kind of the focus towards WordPress with WordPress specific modes and the UI a little bit different than ChatGPT, where it's really focused on code and snippet creation. That was how we differentiated in the beginning, and that's the platform that's live as we speak. With all that said, there's a lot of kind of in version one that needs to be modified on and, and improved on. So we've been operating for a long time and we've been operating under the startup mentality. Let's launch something, let's see what works, let's see what doesn't work, let's iterate on that and create a better product for the user. 
So what we did is over the six months, really dove into the data of what are people creating in terms of the AI? How's the AI working? How are people using the platform? How are people wanting to use the platform? Where are the bottlenecks? Where are the issues? And over those six months, we found a lot of issues in that people wanted a more conversational approach. They wanted support for multiple files, which would eventually go on to create plugins in one go. They wanted support for multiple languages. We only support PHP currently. They wanted support for more plugins. They wanted project management. They wanted XYZ. They wanted chat specifically <laughs> instead of just coding. So we took all of these little data points and in around March, we started really diving into how are we going to create the second coming of this platform that draws on what we did right and draws on what we know didn't work well with the current platform and build something really special specifically for WordPress in terms of the AI, making an AI that's better than ChatGPT, but also the user interface. Like how can we make a product that people can really adopt into their day-to-day -day workflow? So that's what's coming in August and we're testing it pretty soon and it's, it's really coming together. And it's, for me as the founder of the company, very exciting because something we've been thinking about and all this user feedback, we can finally see reflected in legitimate, really well-built designed web applications. So that's coming in August, all of that feedback. And essentially to circle back to your question of how is that going to be better than ChatGPT, it's going to be a mix of AI and, and UI. The AI is going to be completely fine-tuned. We're also going to be using custom AI that we've trained ourselves that isn't from OpenAI. We're also going to be routing to other providers like Anthropic and Cohere and Google models depending on the, the prompt, we also have a much, much bigger chunk of context that we can include in different plugin specific modes. We have presets where you can walk through specific creations. I want to create a Gutenberg block. How can I do that? You just speak to the AI and it will do that for you. There's just a lot that is specific for WordPress and really focused on making an AI that's better than the competitor. In terms of the UI, like I mentioned, just a bunch of different things specific to people in our industry that we've identified from the usage of the existing platform. And also just being WordPress creators ourselves, me and my technical co-founder, we're both WordPress professionals. We've been here, we've run agencies, we've done freelancing, we know the industry. So all of that kind of culminates into platform that right now is better than ChatGPT. But in the future, it's going to be really like 20 times better on all fronts. So I'm very excited for that. Exciting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really curious to, to see what you built there. Can you give us an example, maybe a little more practical? Yeah. If I'm a developer and I want to, let's say, build a Gutenberg block or yeah. maybe create a custom plugin, CodeWP isn't just yeah. prompt like ChatGPT, right? How do I use it? How do I um, use the tool to get to my result? Yeah, so I'll give you the two answers again with the first initial platform and the coming platform. And I'll focus more on the coming platform because that's our real use case here. So the first platform, what we did was we built in specific plugin modes. And what these modes are, are essentially ways to tune the AI to be really focused on the output for a specific plugin. For example, I built a lot of custom plugins for WooCommerce. And these plugins kind of house different functionalities. For example, I built a pretty large D2C site a few years ago. We used WooCommerce subscriptions. I needed to add like an interval to WooCommerce subscription. 
And what I did then was I created a custom plugin and I went on Stack Overflow and I did my research and I wrote the plugin, which was really like one file of just housing this functionality. And I installed it and it worked well. And that was really the way to do it. But now with CodeWP, what I would do is I would select the WooCommerce mode. I type in, I want the interval of every 28 days instead of 23 days, and it would output the right code. And on the back end, the way we did it was circling back to the previous question. We used context and we used fine-tuned models to create really custom AI for that specific use case. So I would take that snippet, but because the platform is really focused towards snippet generation, I would take that snippet and I would still need kind of the knowledge of Either I'm going to install it in a snippet management plugin like Code Snippets, or I'd go and like build it into another plugin or implement it into mm -hmm. some existing system. That was the overarching vision with the initial version of CodeWP. And everybody used it and everybody loved it. And they all said that, hey, we need more support for more files. Like sometimes, for example, if I want to create a form plugin, very simple form plugin, I'm going to need to create kind of the PHP controller and the front-end markup, but also I'm going to need to do CSS and I'm going to need to incorporate JavaScript. And your tool is enqueuing all of this, but it's not actually writing the code for that. And that was like a really big feedback point that everybody had for us. And the new platform was really built with that in mind. We want to be able to take one prompt and create multiple files out of it and then allow the user to iterate through the code that's generated to get to the point that they want. So if I wanted to create a form plugin, the way the platform would work is we would go ahead and identify what the prompt wants to do. And then we would identify what needs to go into the code to get to the end goal of creating the form plugin. And the way it would work is it would stream in a response into the code editor of here's the initial PHP file. And then once that PHP file is done, It'll say, oh, by the way, we need JavaScript and CSS, and it will make those two files. And those two files will be based on the PHP that's created. So it will be referring to the specific form fields to style the inputs, and it will be referring to the submit button to file the post request to send the form payload, essentially. And that was something that we went into the new platform, really, this is what must be built. And this is the use case of creating a form plugin and creating a Gutenberg block. And those are the two test cases that we really have been focused on and have built the new platform for. So you create these multiple files, you iterate through, oh, by the way, I want another form or another input field or something like that. You'll do that with the AI. And then eventually you'll create this package, export it as a zip and install it in the site. So that was the real focus on multi-file support to create plugins and really just integrate AI directly into the general workflow of a, of a WordPress creator. On the other hand, with the Gutenberg block, I'm glad you brought that up because Gutenberg is relatively new and the open AI models that everybody uses are trained in 2021. And Gutenberg existed then, but it's changed a lot since 2021. And this knowledge isn't reflected in ChatGPT. So if you're trying to create a Gutenberg block, you may be doing things in an outdated way or just because it was so new, it might just not work at all. So that was kind of another use case that we really wanted to focus on and address with our tool because we are able to fine tune and we're able to provide context and create WordPress specific AI. And that was a use case that we really trained into the models and really wanted to get working on the first go around. 
So with the new tool, you should be able to create Gutenberg blocks with the proper formatting, proper syntax, proper functions and methods and everything up to date in 2023 because we're WordPress specific. So those two use cases, I think, number one, give you a good example of how the thing works. You give it a prompt, it'll create the controlling file and then it will create dependent files. You can zip them up, you can copy paste, you can continuously edit conversationally, but it also shows how our tools different again from the other competitor. And I think the main competitor that everybody uses would probably be ChatGPT. And the goal here is to create a product for the people that we know and love, which are WordPress creators and create a product that is better than anything else on the market. So that's what we're doing with the new version and even the existing version. But I think the new version is a really good example of how we can apply AI to our industry. And I'm really excited for people to start using it. That's awesome. When I used ChatGPT, I had to type in so many prompts to get several files like PHP and styling and front end and everything. So you really know the pain and you know what you're tackling there. Cool. Uh, I would like to get back yeah. into like, how did you learn all this? How did you learn to work on your own AI solution? How to fine tune the models and yeah. things like that? What were the biggest obstacles there? Yeah. Let me give you a really quick run through of my background and it might become more clear as how I ended up here. So I started in kind of the digital industry when I was really young, like a really early teenager. And I started with WordPress and I was building websites for mom and pop shops that I had known through either like my parents or like childhood friends. I was just making these websites. And I think a lot of people in WordPress get a start like that, where they do this freelancing thing for friends and family and then grow out of it into a more professional environment. So that's basically what I did. As a teenager, I built websites. As I became better at building websites, I started learning how to code. I learned JavaScript, then I learned PHP, then I learned different libraries and became a very well-rounded, self-taught, but well-rounded full-stack developer in the WordPress sense of it. With all of that and the freelancing stuff, I formed an agency which was originally just me and it was just made to get away from marketing my name and start marketing a company's name. And that agency grew to much bigger projects and had three developers and two designers and was just a very good representation of how you can grow from small freelancer into big agency relatively quickly in WordPress, which you don't really see in many other industries. And that's really why I love the WordPress industry. So I did the agency for a while around four years in terms of operating at that size. And in that time, I, number one, learned how to run a business, but also number two, refine my skills in terms of technical stuff and also began to experiment with different things. And I've always been a curious person and I was experimenting with just like React and like different JavaScript libraries and different ideas and thoughts and things to mess with. At the same time, I was completing an undergrad degree in entrepreneurship. So it wasn't like a super focused, you need to learn like biotech or you need to learn one of these things. It was something more that allowed me to explore things that I wanted to explore and it helped me continue to build my agency. And it also introduced me to a lot of other ideas. I was part of an incubator on that campus. And in that incubator, I met a bunch of people who were even working on AI before even me and before this paper had come out and before all of the wheels started turning, 
back when AI was like very basic color recognition in an image and like really simple stuff like that. So they had been working on it. They introduced me to AI. This was around the time that this paper, I think it's called Transformers are all you need, but it was the Transformers paper in 2017 by Google. And I started reading about that, got really interested in just the general workings of this newer technology in terms of AI and always just tracked it and learned more about it and read the papers that came out and learned a little bit of Python to mess with machine learning and just curiosity, just some hobby that I enjoyed doing. And eventually that grew into where we find ourselves in the early 2020s of AI is finally good enough to use in a legitimate professional workflow of we can trust the output that this has made with fact checking, of course, and we can fine tune models at a cost effective rate. We don't need to be buying GPUs. We don't need to be investing in server farms. We can literally do this on our laptop through an API. We don't need to be ML experts anymore because it's become easier to understand as more people adopt. And all of this kind of just culminated into, all right, let's try it in WordPress. And that's essentially what I did of just trying things that would make the agency work better for me in terms of coding more efficiently and creating more efficient snippets and, and seeing how the developers would use it in, in their own time. And all of that culminated in where we are today of building a legitimate AI startup for WordPress. And that all kind of goes hand in hand with my experience and my curiosity and just my love for both WordPress and AI. So the company that I find myself at today, CodeWP, is just a great culmination of everything that I've been using professionally and personally and everything that I've been curious in for years and years at this point. Cool. Yeah, and that's yeah. usually the best way of being interested in some field and yeah. trying out some own projects and just yeah, fiddling around, playing around <laughs> until you get where you want to be. Yeah. In the field of AI, James, what are you most excited about? What are the developments that you are really curious about or things that you don't even see yet, but you could imagine being really valuable? Yeah, this is a really good question. And I'll try to give like a decently short answer, but I can talk about this for probably eight hours at, at once. So there are a couple of things that, that I find really interesting with AI now and into the short-term future, but also the, the long-term future. And the first thing is the speed of which there are breakthroughs and research and improvements in this industry is really incredible. I haven't seen it really with many other industries since I've been professionally operating. And what I mean by that is, like I mentioned before, AI 10 years ago was like a classification. The best AI you could get was like a classification model where it would read a sentence and say, this sentiment is good, this sentiment is bad. Or it would look at an image and it would be like, this might be duck and it might not be a duck, but it was like really elementary and simple stuff. And then there was this breakthrough in 2017, which allowed AI to be a lot more powerful at a much more cost-effective rate and also a bunch of other different things, but that's the essence of that. And since then, we had almost immediately, almost human-level writing with GPT-2. Then we had human-level writing with GPT-3. Then we had a fine-tuned version of GPT-3, 3.5 Turbo, which was used in ChatGPT. ChatGPT launched, brought this mainstream to everybody 
became like one of the fastest growing apps ever. It got to like 100 million users in I think two weeks. From there, we had GPT-4 and we had Google releasing their models and we had Cohere and Anthropic and just other providers building. We also had big breakthroughs or developments in the industry as a whole in terms of vector databases, tons of VC funding, building huge companies to solve real problems in AI. And all of this happened in five years. So this has all just been the surface of what we scratched here. And every single day, there's a new research paper that comes out that says, by the way, we can improve context length to make the accuracy of the generations a hundred times better by doing it this way. And by the way, we can make the efficiency of running these models a hundred times less. So it will cost a hundred times less. By the way, we've created a new training method that doesn't rely on transformers. Maybe this is better every single day. And there's so much research that's <laughs> going out right now that will be like any industry commercialized in about a year. And the velocity is really just hockey stick type growth in, in that every day there's a new real legitimate breakthrough that offers genuine value to not only AI, but the end user of a content creator or a WordPress developer or a doctor or an astronaut. Like every industry can use the AI that we see today and will use the AI that we see tomorrow. So in the short term, I'm so excited to see just the evolution of how AI works and the, also the implementation and integration of AI into a human type workforce and workload. And what I mean by that is you can see it with ChatGPT. It brought AI to everybody. Everybody uses that. You can see that with GPT-4. It brought better AI to everybody. There's something in ChatGPT, if you pay for it, called the code interpreter, which allows you to give a file and give a prompt and it will write code, run the code, debug the code and do something with it. So for me, I'm using it to create graphs and identify trends that I wouldn't necessarily know how to do because I'm not a finance major and financial modeler who works on Wall Street. And now I can do it in five seconds. So in the short term, we see these really good, good breakthroughs, but also bringing these breakthroughs to people who aren't necessarily technical experts in the field of AI. So it's just very exciting to me how quick things have moved. And then if we look into the long term, nobody can tell what's going to happen in the long term. But we can imagine that there's going to be really deep integrations with specific pain points that everybody has in every industry with AI. There's probably going to be AI that runs on devices at some point. And bringing that into the, the forefront results in a more privacy-focused AI that you'll see on things like Siri on the iPhone and different assistants and domain assistants and just bunch of different things there. WordPress is the perfect platform for AI to build itself into. And super glad to see that the project is very open towards using and integrating this tool in the short term, but also the long term. They're building into the core different functions and features that we can use as developers to incorporate AI there. Automatic, the, the parent company behind WordPress.com, is really doubling down on the Jetpack AI stuff. And the community as a whole is really receptive to AI in terms of the content generation blocks. And also CodeWP, the growth that we're seeing on our end is unbelievably massive and huge. And it's, it's just really validating to see that the community is adopting this tool in the short term and also learning it for the long term. 
all of that to say, again, that I could talk about this for eight hours and I can, all that to say, the short-term growth is unbelievable. The long-term prospects in general for AI is incredible. And WordPress is also following in suit with the short-term building in and accepting AI and the long-term creating systems that developers can leverage to make the platform something that isn't steamrolled by AI, but adopts AI to become a better tool for everybody. So very exciting. Cool. Yeah, my next question would have been about exactly the WordPress space and how do you see that, but you already mentioned a few things. <laughs> Are there any specific examples in the WordPress world of AI tools, AI plugins, anything that you found worth having a look at? Yeah. There are a lot of tools, of course, because I run CodeWP, definitely look at CodeWP and it's being built into not just code generation in the future. It, it should also cover chat and troubleshooting and security, just everything basically but content generation. That's what we're looking to build for the creator of WordPress. So if you're building WordPress, that's what we want to do for you. In terms of the kind of creator side of things, we're seeing a lot of developments with Gutenberg blocks content generation. We haven't even talked about AI image generation, but image generation and just like things that are built into the existing ecosystem really well in terms of specifically these Gutenberg blocks from Jetpack and from individual developers. There's one from Gutenberg Hub that's really well built and designed. And we're just seeing like people loving AI and building it into the platform that 43% that of the internet runs on, the majority of publishers use and it's being built in as we speak. So that's really cool in terms of the content generation. In terms of the code generation, it's not just CodeWP. There are other tools out there in the WordPress world, but also in the developer world that me as a full stack developer building my tool is using as well. So GitHub Copilot is a godsend and is incredible. It allows us to really be like a hundred times more efficient in terms of legitimate development of product. Same with ChatGPT. ChatGPT, I don't really use for code because as we mentioned in the beginning of this interview, it's not always accurate, but I do use it for learning and I do use it for research. I love using ChatGPT. For example, I'm trying to become a lot more advanced at Python. I'm using it to learn Python. If you are a WordPress developer right now who's been in the industry for years and now you have to deal with full site editing and blocks, and React, if you need to learn React, You can use ChatGPT to do that very easily, very interactive. So learning things with ChatGPT is awesome. Same with the research. If I'm trying to figure out how something works, I find it a lot more efficient than going to Stack Overflow or going to GitHub and doing research on Google to just ask a question and see if the answer makes sense. And 99% and of the time, the answer will make sense. And if it doesn't, then you can go and do what we've been doing for 20 years, which is go on Stack Overflow and ask a question. So for learning, it's really good for everybody, but also in the WordPress realm as well. There are a bunch of WordPress plugins as well that I think are worth tracking specifically for like custom chatbots. I think that WordPress and custom chatbots using the content of that site as context. So like basically speaking to a WordPress website There are a couple of these chatbots that are on the repo for free that are very interesting to me where they kind of reference back to a blog post. So you go, for example, I have a blog on Isotropic about plugins and review plugins, and it's been active for five years. So there's a ton of content. And I've been looking at these plugins to kind of index all of my content. 
and act as a hyper-powered search of, we're going to take all of this content. Somebody's going to ask, what is the best form plugin in 2023? It's going to read my blog. It's going to read all of the reviews of Gravity Forms and WS Forms and XYZ and say, here are the form plugins. By the way, what's your use case? I can give you a better answer if you give me the use case. <laughs> and from my content, it'll read the content and be like, oh, this user wants a really simple form plugin that doesn't have a bunch of overhead. Maybe let's look at WS Forms or Fluid Forms based on that context. So those type of plugins for WordPress, I think are super interesting. And then also on the back end of it, there are a bunch of kind of navigation and admin enhancement plugins where you can conversationally interact with the website. We're seeing that also discussed in, in Gutenberg and, and WordPress phase three with the collaboration plus some like AI conversations. So there's really just a lot of development in all different realms of the WordPress world of creating things. And I haven't even mentioned the Elementor AI, the Divi AI, hmm. these type of things built directly into page builders, as well as eventually most of these page builders use either short codes or JSON to manage their actual layout and styling. We will definitely see a one prompt to one page type of tool where you say, I want a landing page that does XYZ. The AI goes and generates the JSON for Oxygen Builder or Divi or Elementor, injects it into your database and boom, you have a fully working page. So that's going to be pretty cool too. I don't know if it exists yet, but I know it will exist. Maybe I should start building that plugin. Who knows? <laughs> but other than that, yeah, there's a lot of development in every realm of WordPress that is very exciting to me. Yeah, I've been really curious about that Got creator or Got developer side of things regarding AI tools in WordPress as well, because of our agency background, of course, and we try to optimize our processes and, and see how we can build sites faster. And Got yeah, similarly as you, I'm seeing those plugins who can Got scaffold Gutenberg blocks or help you there, but I feel they aren't that far yet. Got they are really yeah. just getting started. Looking into the future, a couple of months or, or years, it's going to be really exciting. I think what these tools are going to be able to help you with. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think also like WordPress is the perfect platform for kind of growth and learning and innovation to occur in our ecosystem because we're open source. We've been open source for 21 years at this point. There's so much built into the platform to allow developers to extend it. We're the perfect tool to really rocket ahead in terms of the development and the ecosystem of AI specifically for a website builder and website CMS, just because it's been built to be extended. So we find ourselves in the perfect position of we're seeing already all of these blocks, but like you said, these blocks and these plugins, it's only been a few months really. So give it a few years and it's going to be unbelievable what you can do and how much quicker you can do it with AI. And you also saw this with Matt Mullenweg. He said in post status, AI is the thing to do in, in 2023. It's the thing to look at. He's not wrong. And he's also the creator of WordPress. So I think <laughs> when he says this thing, it's very apparent that the innovation in our ecosystem, number one is supported, but number two will just continue to blossom and really expand very quickly. Is there any question that you would ask Matt Mullenweg specifically? That's a good question. I would ask him a lot of questions. I would definitely ask him a lot of questions. <laughs> I'd be curious to hear what he thinks about using AI in publishing specifically. 
So that's not a realm that I really involve myself in terms of the content creation with the Jaspers and Copy AI and Write Sonics of the world. And that's never something that, that CodeWP will touch, but is a lot of development from automatic, but also from just third-party developers in terms of creating content with AI. I know it's a controversial topic because we're kind of using this in place of human writers. We're sometimes just like publishing content that may or may not be right. So I'd love to hear what he thinks as the creator of the, the platform that every big news company has or does use, every publisher, really every publisher, mostly every publisher has and does use. I'd be interested to hear what, what he thinks about how content, AI content will impact everything. And then, and then in terms of just the development, it would be really interesting to get his thoughts on where he thinks AI will push WordPress, because I think it's becoming more and more clear that AI is probably not going to be something that's built into WordPress, like Web3, like we have like Bitcoin wallet plugins and we have these different things. I think AI is going to push WordPress and it's going to push it to really dramatically evolve alongside every other tool. Like Shopify and Squarespace, I guarantee you in their board meetings are trying to figure out how best to involve AI. And WordPress being an open source tool with the community support that we see will probably be pushed in a similar direction in terms of being made to evolve by AI. So I would be interested to hear what he thinks the next five years may bring in terms of WordPress core, stuff like that. He, he, he would be very interesting to speak to. So you should see if he gets on this podcast. <laughs> well, actually, I met him in Athens at WordCamp Europe and he agreed to be my 15th guest in the podcast. So we are at five now. I still got some work to do. Incredible. But <laughs> he'll be here. <laughs> Cool. So yeah, we really are in a world where AI is at the forefront and it's here to stay. It's not a trend. So I'm glad that you're <laughs> doing these type of interviews. And I think it's going to be really eye-opening to see creators from multiple ends of the spectrum, all within WordPress, working on AI in different ways. So it'll be super fun to listen to, to the upcoming podcast. Yeah, I'm excited as well to talk to people from lots of different areas exactly and see how they view AI and how they use it and what they create with it. That's the purpose of the podcast <laughs> to get much further into the topic. Cool. So I've had a blast talking to you, James. Thank you so much. And I'm sure we'll be in touch afterwards. I'm really excited to see what the developments of CodeWP are going to be. And yeah, keep me updated on that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciated talking about AI. I love speaking about AI. Again, just the shameless plug, CodeWP is currently active, but it's going to be a lot better in a couple of months. So definitely check it out. And we'd love to hear what you think as well. All right. Thank you. Till next time then, James. Awesome. Thank you for listening until the end. Here are the key takeaways from my conversation with James LePage. CodeWP builds upon OpenAI models, as they've proven to be the best for most use cases. James and his team improved the results by using context and fine-tuning. More context was added by feeding in lots of high-quality WordPress code from their vast amount of prior agency projects. Depending on the prompt, CodeWP is directing requests to different providers like Anthropic, Cohere and Google models. But of course, We've covered more than this. For me, it was very interesting to hear James talk about the past five years in AI, but also discussing our views into the future of WordPress and AI. 
If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and share this episode with your friends. I'm always happy about your feedback and questions. Simply send me a message on LinkedIn. And please don't hesitate to tell me which topics or guests you'd like to hear in future episodes. Next week, my guest will be Joe Hoyle, who co-founded the WordPress agency HumanMade in 2010. He shares some insights about creating their latest WordPress plugin with exciting AI features. Don't forget to subscribe to get notified about the upcoming episodes. Until next time, your host, Moritz Bappert. <laughs>